Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. My name is Ashland. I am a writer. I consider myself to be a human potential activist. And I say that because I have a personal development podcast and um, my main goal or mission is to help people become the best version of themselves. Yes, human development. Okay. I like the way that that sounds. Thank you. (laughs) So your podcast is actually one of the main reasons that I started podcasting, because uh, to be absolutely honest, the only podcast that I ever listened to were the Dave Ramsey show and was your podcast for a very long time. And it clicked for me at some point that I was like, oh, wait, like, huh, you can do you, anyone can do this. Like, I think that in, in my head, maybe I don't know about anybody else's, but in my head, I was like, this isn't something that is within my I don't know, realm of, of ability to do in my head. I'm thinking like, you need to have a studio. You need to have like people that are recording video and audio and you have to have a whole team and all this, this and that. So I think that seeing somebody that I know doing it was like, huh, and doing it well, you know what I mean? Like every episode that you release is jam packed with information that, you know, we're both kind of in the similar space, but kind of hitting it from two different angles, which I think is really cool. And I appreciate everything that you do. So I'm always like mentioning it here and there um, and giving kudos because I think there's also this issue amongst women of being like crabs in a barrel. And I'm like, I'm all about giving props where they're due. So I appreciate you for doing, you know, your work and inspiring me to do my little version of my work. So um, I definitely want to make sure to say thank you. And I appreciate you um, for all that you do. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, how that came about. How did you come to kind of focus on human development? Was it your own journey or what inspired that? Well, I would say, well, first, before I even get to that, thank you. And I, you know, that saying where it says iron sharpens iron. I have to say that as soon as you started your podcast, I love that we have, you know, a similar, um, I guess, topic, but coming from two different angles, like you said before. And it's not like, it's totally not necessary for the crabs in a barrel mentality. Like I, I, you, I just want to let you know that you inspired me when you are on fire girl. So you inspired me as well, but (laughs) I would say as far as what got me started into this, it was definitely my own journey. That's that spurred it. Uh, I started, uh, I would say I started off on this track when I was working at the bank and at the bank they had sales goals and I wanted to be number one. And so I originally started researching how to be the best salesperson. And naturally over the years that kind of merged into just how to be the best person you can possibly be. And I liked sharing what I was learning with my friends. And I just figured to myself, well, why don't I, since I love learning and since I love teaching, why don't I do that on a podcast? So here we are. 
I love it. So um, it was your own story that kind of got you sparked on sharing it with others. And I'm well versed in it because I'll be listening to all your episodes. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and the funny thing is that, you know, we actually went to middle school together and then, you know, life happens, you go to different high schools and things like that. But it's crazy because a couple years back, we ran into each other out of nowhere at a coffee shop. And so I think life is funny in that way and that you will be reconnected with people maybe that you're supposed to um, for whatever reason. But I loved that I was able to kind of be reintroduced to your journey later on in life and really see and watch you kind of do the personal growth journey, you know, as much as you, you share um, on social media and the, the times that we would meet. And so what for you, would you say, like for someone that's starting their personal growth journey, I mean, I guess technically we're always on it, but consciously, you know, intentionally, strategically starting their personal growth journey, where would you say someone should start? I think the biggest thing that helped me when I was getting started was being introduced to the concept of a personal growth plan. And that concept really sparked an idea in my head of, because the whole concept of a personal growth plan is identifying the gap between where you are currently and where you want to be. And so when you start off with that, I think that kind of acts as the the tool or the guide for your journey because you've already written down like, okay, I'm here. I want to get here. And you've already written down the steps of where you want to go. So I think for, for, for beginners who don't really have the mindset established yet, because it's a lot of change when you go on your personal journey and you're going to have to change fundamental aspects of yourself. So I think if you have that, that guidepost, um, that, that helps you at least be effective in your growth. I like that because it requires that you start practicing, you know, a level of awareness and observation of your life in order to come up with, you know, where are you right now and where you want to be in the way that you said it, you know, that gap, that space between those two places so that you can start filling in that gap with your milestones, with your smaller goals to create um, progress toward, you know, the place that you want to be in. So I don't know how many people have actually even heard of a personal growth plan. Um, I'm sure for the people that are, you know, organization minded and stuff like that sounds kind of fun. So what is there like, do you write it down? Like, is it something that you create on your own? Are there templates? Oh, yes. So there's so many templates online. But one thing that was helpful for me, because it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you're looking up all this information, is I just focused on the few categories of my life that I wanted to see the biggest change. So for me, that was in my relationships, um, you know, romantic and my friendships. And also as uh, like my performance, like with my job and also with myself in terms of um, like just growing new skills for myself, like soft skills. And so I think when you I mean, you you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time. So if you're only focused on a few categories instead of trying to tackle all of the categories of your life, I think that'll help you keep momentum. And it also keeps you from, oh man, what's the word? Well, yeah, I guess I already said it. It keeps, it keeps that momentum going. <laughs> I love it because it sounds like it requires, it requires your ability to have a grand vision for yourself. You know what I mean? In that yeah. where you want to be place, but also 
to be able to practice patience with yourself and compassion in knowing that you're not in that place yet and it's okay, you know? So you taking these little steps is going to help you get to that place. Because I think people, people feel like they need to be perfect right away or that they can't mess up or mess up in front of people. And really in, in life, that's not the case. Like there's no person that's successful who hasn't had bumps in the road along the way. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I love what you said right there. People think that they have to get it right the first time, but that's where self-grace and self-forgiveness comes in and knowing like mistakes are actually the keys to growth. Like you want to make mistakes because you want to grow. If you get everything right, it's so funny um, because this kind of translates right now. I'm trying to um, perfect my Spanish and I get so like, ugh when I make a mistake, but I'm realizing like, Ashlyn, you, you remember all the mistakes you made when you're learning this language and that's what's helping you grow. So shoot for the mistakes because that's where you're, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'd be, I'd be repeating myself. No, I love it. I love it because you know, well, one, how do we learn repetition? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's helpful to repeat things because it, it solidifies it in your mind. But you saying that the mistakes are just feedback. It's just direction as far as where to keep going or where to redirect or reroute. And yes. so if we never get in the car and start driving, then you're never going to get any closer to your destination. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yep. if you put the the route in your, your phone and it starts taking you and then there's a detour or something like that, it's not the end of the world. You just take the detour and you'll still end up at your, your destination in the end. And so embracing, embracing mistakes, embracing imperfection, because no one on the planet is. And I, I don't know how it's that we get stuck thinking that maybe there are people on the planet that um, that are either doing better than us or, um, you know, more successful or whatever the case may be. But I love that embracing the mistakes, using them as feedback to point you in the direction of where you should go next. And, you know, people applaud effort, you mm -hmm. know, and so. Yeah. Like I used to go to Cardenas and I'm all the way black, but I think they thought I was Cuban because I was in the store. So they, <laughs> so people were talking to me in Spanish and I'm like, I know a couple of words. Let me go ahead and throw out a couple of words here. And I, it's not perfect, but I think people applaud effort. People yes. appreciate when you try. And mm -hmm. so I think that just getting into the habit of trying, knowing that you're going to mess up is something to applaud yourself for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you read a whole bunch. You, I do. You make me feel like I need to live in the library. <laughs> <laughs> and they say readers are leaders, right? Yes, um, they are. And learners are earners. So, you know, how was it that you got into this practice of regularly kind of being strategic about the information that you digest and put into your mind? I think this strategy came in um, right when I wanted to start my business. So I already had um, like a regular reading practice, like you said, but I started getting intentional when I realized that, um, you know, reading fiction books isn't going to make me some money in my business. So I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> figure out where I'm lacking. And that's where your personal growth plan comes into play, where you identify those gaps. Um, once I identified those gaps, I was able to see, okay, well, I need to be reading material on marketing. 
and that's what's going to help me grow the business. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'd say the strategy started there when I had a big goal that I had never I didn't know what I was doing. So I had to get strategic with the information that I was taking in. For sure. You know, I think it was Will Smith that said running and reading are the two things that, you know, if everyone were doing, um, could make a lot of progress because reading, obviously, like there really aren't necessarily any original ideas, right? There's just different takes on the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so everything is written down in a book somewhere. You want to be successful at something, there's a book for it. Um, And then running to be able to master your physical body, you know? And Mm -hmm. so for the people that are struggling with having a regular reading practice, you know, what has been helpful for you? Is it like cutting the, like creating a time in the or um, making sure that you are, I don't know, uh, to me, it's like, I have to cut back on other things. So I'm like, I will trade uh, listening to music in the car to listen to audiobooks because listen, my sight is also getting a little bit, getting, <laughs> okay, I'm getting old now. Um, so for me, audiobooks are really helpful and I'm an auditory learner to some level. And so doing that helps me to be able to be successful in continuing to have a reading practice. But what have you found helpful for you in making sure that you are consistent? So I'm totally a to-do list person. So if I write it down, it's going to get done because I just have an anxious, all-over-the-place mind. And I'm the type of person that even if I do the thing on my to-do list because I'm so anxious and I like to just ruminate as a pastime, uh, I'll just be thinking about it. But anyway, um, oh, man, girl, what was the question again? I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. So having a regular reading practice for you because for everyone it's probably a little bit different but what have you found helpful you said writing it down is helpful but do you read the same time every day or something or how do you do it okay yes yes so besides from or uh, yeah besides writing it down um i try to start small so when i was originally getting to the habit of daily reading um i told myself that i would just start with 15 minutes of reading a day and or if not 15 minutes, just a chapter, whichever one I hit first. And the more you do that, the more I started noticing that I was getting more into it. So the chapter was so good, I wanted to read two chapters. Or the 15 minutes, it didn't feel like 15 minutes, and so I would up that uh, reading time. So I think for people who are not readers and they want to become readers, just start slow. Uh, Focus on, if it's not a chapter a day, maybe getting a chapter a week and then you'll see as you adjust you know your time or you make time for reading and less time for i don't know screen uh, screen whatever scrolling then you'll see that um like it becomes easier to increase or to build up on that habit right so you know to start small right eating an elephant by taking one bite at a time because i think people think people i think most americans don't even read like more than like a book a year or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think it could be overwhelming because you're like, well, when am I going to find time to sit down and read this book and whatever? But if it's just like, you know, can you carve out 10 minutes a day to read a book? That's still more than nothing a day. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then from that place, maybe you figure out what books you really like and, you know, what genres or areas you want to grow your your mind in and so I like that you say you know writing it down plus giving yourself some options like hit the chapter or do this amount of time and then maybe because I'm thinking of like 
therapy things, if it's like CBT, so cognitive behavioral stuff is that you give yourself some kind of reward. So if the reward is, you know, well, I really can't wait to watch this episode. Well, can you read for 15 minutes and then watch the episode that you're looking insecure or whatever that you're looking forward to. And so that way you have a different association with reading, because I think people also maybe don't have great association Mm -hmm. with reading in the first place. I agree. They don't. (laughs) People are like, this is boring. This sucks. I'm done. (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. So I think that would be really helpful for people because I think some people don't know where to begin, but maybe when you're reading and you're searching, um, that gives you some direction because you can find books literally on pretty much everything. Everything, right. (laughs) Okay. So then there's that piece. What about, I know recently you were talking about on your podcast, how you, how you switched over or you started entertaining the idea of not making as many plans. So can you talk more about that? Yes. Yes. So I was finding that, um, in, in, in regards of making life plans, um, I was finding that girl, I was never sticking to them. I would write them down. (laughs) And then three months, six months, a year later, I was revising the plan. And, you know, I would have a plan for basically it was happening. It was not happening the way, I, I, you know, I envisioned it. And because it wasn't going the way I had envisioned, I was starting to get frustrated. And I'm like, well, I'm spending all this mental energy on this plan that I've created for myself and I'm beating myself up for it. But the whole purpose of having this plan was to to be better. And so after a lot of just spiritual growth within myself and really trying to define or identify what I value and what is a life priority for me, instead of I I just decided that it's better for my mental health instead of trying to like push and push and push for something that, you know, I'm not a hundred percent guaranteed that it's going to happen. That it's just better to define how do I want to feel and go from there. So if I'm feeling good and confident about how I'm living my life, then I'm on track. Um, And I think when you take the pressure away from yourself, that you have to have the house in five years and you have to be married in five years, you start to get more faith in the universe and you start trusting more. And it feels so much better going through life trusting versus going through life pushing and forcing. Wow. You hit the nail on the head because I don't know where I had heard it from. Um, but it said focusing on, it was probably like Wayne Dyer or like Abraham Hicks or something like that, but it was saying to focus on the feeling or the wish fulfilled, the feeling of the wish fulfilled and allow yourself to feel that not only in the moment, but to use that as your, your guidance toward, you know, what to do next. And so I think what happens oftentimes is that um, because we're human, we like predictability. Like we like to mm-hmm. know, um, how things are going to happen and when, and so we get maybe more caught up or focused on the path to the feeling or destination as opposed to the feeling or destination. And so when we get rerouted, right, like if you're in the car headed to a party where we get upset because we're like, what the heck? Like, this is not how it was supposed to go, but right. if it still lands you to the end 
feeling, then hopefully we can have that, that self grace and compassion and know that it's all a part of the process, the grander mm-hmm. process. And so that's easier said than done now. Okay. Cause life will throw some things at you, mm-hmm. but I, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, you know, but if we can find a way to remind ourselves to come back to that, that place of clarity, then I think that it's much easier. Yes. And I think a big um, aha moment is realizing that it's possible to feel the things that you're trying to feel from the accomplishments. And I, I hope that makes sense. But I guess another way to explain it would be, you know, for instance, I started my business because I wanted time freedom or because I wanted I wanted happiness or contentment over my day. And I realized that I I have access to those feelings right now, even if I haven't manifested the thing. And I think a lot of times we delay our happiness or we delay our contentment with things because we don't have the thing that we want without realizing that we can have the happiness, we can have the contentment without it. It's all about how we approach it internally. Um, yeah. I love that. Yes. Don't delay your happiness. You don't have to because you mentioned having access to that thing now. Everything is happening in the now. And so mm-hmm. if we place our joy or we place our freedom, or our happiness contingent upon this path that we've laid out, then we may never get there. Yes. And that's sad. That's kind of a sad way to live, you know? Mm-hmm. Prolonging, you know, a lot of people put their 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 happiness or their life plans on hold until retirement because they're told that they have to do all these things before they can enjoy their time. Well, I don't know. I'm not guaranteed I'm going to see retirement. So I'm, (laughs) I'm trying to live a retirement life right now. So what can I do right now that will invite those feelings that I'm looking for? And, you know, instead of prolonging it, let me, let me have it right now. I'm impatient. Listen, you know, it's funny because I think with everything going on, you know, this this year, there are a lot of things to be upset about, to be discontent with, to to grieve over. Um, however, I, on, the, on the other side of that, I feel like it also provides an opportunity to experience deeper love and joy and gratitude. If nothing else, gratitude. For even if it's small things um, in your life that you can notice and hold on to, you know? Mm-hmm. I totally feel you. So you've mentioned you, you're you, not only the podcast, but then the email list, because the email list is the next level to the podcast. You always, <laughs> you know, you always have little gems and resources and articles that are sprinkled into, you know, your emails to your your tribe. And so if everybody has not subscribed, go ahead. The link will be in the bio. But you have this way of finding information that is so that I feel like I don't see anyone else talking about. And so I really appreciate that because what could you being kind of seasoned or well into your personal, your intentional personal growth journey makes you uh, so much more versed in it than I think a lot of people that are in the beginning or feel lost or defeated at the time. And so what oftentimes seem like very common sense <laughs> are, mm-hmm. are not, you know? And, and so even with yeah. me, I've heard like I'm a therapist, like I work with people all the time. Even my partner tells me like, 
do you do the things you tell people to do? And I'm like, be quiet. This is not the time. (laughs) And so being able to, to read through some of the things that you share and, and consume the information that you put out is just wonderful reminders, you know? Um, And so I want to, I guess, maybe ask how much time you may not know, like hours wise, or maybe percentage wise, like how much time do you devote to your, um, to your practice of, of personal growth? Of finding the resources? Not just the resources, I would have to... but just like your personal growth. Like if someone is thinking like, okay, well, I can just spend a minute a day or whatever. Like how much time do you feel like you spend on your personal growth journey? I would say I spend an average of about two to three hours a day. Um, I have created a boundary for myself that the mornings are for me. And so the, my mornings consist of, you know, uh, I call it the wellness to-do list. And it's all the things that are going to cre- keep me grounded throughout the day. So meditation, journaling, um, podcast, li- listening to podcasts or reading something that around personal development. And when I devote my morning to that, my days are always so much smoother. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I had something and then I forgot it. Uh, I hope I get It'll back to it. It'll come back when it needs to. But I love that you mentioned <laughs> separating that time, kind of devoting that time to yourself so that you can show up for other people. I think people feel in such a frenzy or so rushed, especially when push notifications get sent to your phone and then you've got all these alerts about messages and emails. And so we wake up and we start our day in a frenzy as opposed to being Mm -hmm. intentional and taking our time to put our armor on before we enter into a wild, (laughs) a wild world. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Oh, it it came back to me. I was going to say like the, 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 I guess the double reward or whatever the, I don't know what the, the word for that would be. Um, I guess a happy positive of me focusing my mornings for myself is I pick up gems to share with other people. So even though that time is really for my own growth and development, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, well, what can I do to share this information with other people so they don't have to spend the same time that I did trying to find the information? They can just absorb all the gems. Yes, you're, you're cutting out the guesswork for them. Yes, I yes. love it. I think it was I think it was Jim Quick who said he protects the first and last hour of the day for himself. Mm-hmm. And I think people would hear this and say, so you spend two to three hours a day like with yourself and people spend two to three hours doing a whole bunch of random things that are not that are not helping to feed their souls or their minds or their bodies. And so I think that's where that plan comes in, right? Where you prioritize, what is it that I really want to be doing and accomplishing and seeing result wise in my life? Because, you know, when you get to that place, then you start making that time happen. Cause people are like, I don't have time for that. Like I got kids, I got this and that or whatever the case may be. And so I think that, I think I probably did an episode on it, like how to invest in yourself that you may have mm-hmm. to have some level of, um, rearranging or sacrificing certain things you know what I mean like if you watch one less episode Mm -hmm. of something then that gives you 30 minutes to an hour if you you know what I mean like how can you start trading certain things in and out of your life to reconfigure it to fit your wellness because we don't live in a society at this point that that's conducive to wellness exactly 
Exactly. And I think the big thing is that people don't realize that they're scrambling and rushing around and, oh, wait, 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 let me come up with a better way to say that. Um, I think people don't realize that a lot of the time they spend scrambling and rushing around, they're really doing it for somebody else's to-do hmm. list. Like, it's okay to not answer the email. It's okay to ignore the email. You don't have to rush to try to respond to every email or try to respond to every text or DM. Like, you're on, like, that is somebody else's to-do list that is not your priority. You don't have to rush and, you know, uh, I guess, what's the word? Get yourself all in a tizzy for the benefit of someone else if you haven't gotten your stuff done first. And so we don't realize that a lot of those little things like checking the the email inbox and responding to every single email, those that those that that's your 15 minutes of reading time mm -hmm. right there. They're going to be all right if you didn't respond. You know what I mean? They will move, they will keep it pushing. They're going to be okay. That and I Oh, I, go ahead. Okay. I had to realize that a lot of the things that I thought was important, they actually don't matter. There's a difference between what matters and what's important. And I've committed myself that I'm only going to do the things that are actually important to me. And so that cuts out a lot of time. That is a whole gem. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. I need to just take a second for that. Because <laughs> um, I feel you on that. And I think it happens so naturally because that leads to a whole different conversation around boundaries right and how people yeah. either don't set boundaries or don't reevaluate them on some kind of consistent basis to fit their life at the time and um that could just be a whole that's a whole separate conversation in and of itself but focusing yes. <laughs> on what matter or no what's important to you because at first when you said that I was like yeah things matter yeah 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 and then you said you are going to do what's important to you. And then I was like, wait a minute, she flipped it on me. I, wow, I was not ready for that. Um, and so that makes so much sense because when you prioritize yourself, you position yourself to be able to show up for other people. Mm -hmm. It's unsustainable yes, yes. if you, if you're empty, like if your cup is empty, then that's exactly what leads to burnout. That's exactly what leads to resentment in relationships. Um, is mm -hmm. putting other people and putting other things before yourself and then wondering why it's not being reciprocated or wondering why people walk all over you or wondering why, you know, the load isn't getting any smaller. And so it really does have to start with ourselves, kind of respecting ourselves, our own boundaries and, and um, prioritizing ourselves in order to communicate that to the world. Not necessarily consciously or verbally like hey these are my boundaries but the way that you treat yourself and the way that you move is what exudes you know your way of being and how you expect for other people to treat you too exactly exactly when i had a point uh, uh it'll come back it'll, it'll come, come back. back it'll come back you know what i think is difficult about being a creative i don't know if you identify yourself as such but to me you are um, <laughs> I think when you're a creative and your brain works in a specific way, it's like there's so many ideas and things moving around at the same time that it's almost overwhelming because for me, at least, like, I don't feel like my mouth can move as fast as my brain does. Oh, girl, they can't move as fast as my brain or um, like I can't write things down as fast as I think about it. So I lose a lot of what I because my brain. Yeah, you're it's a creative brain. It's it's everywhere. Oh, but I remember now. 
See, there it goes. <laughs> so, um, I was going to say that I, a lot of times people do all these things for other people because they are so afraid of being labeled as selfish. Mm -hmm. But you should be selfish. Like the definition of selfish, if you really boil it down, selfishness is nothing but the alignment of of oneself. So I have to be selfish if I'm going to benefit other people. And I think people need to be just throw that fear of being labeled selfish out the window. It's fine. You you should revel in your selfishness because that's the only way that you're going to grow and it's the only way that you'll bring value to other people. Wow, that's important. I love that. You know, redefining some of the things that we learned sometimes very early on in our lives that we like what I've been doing lately is looking up words in the dictionary. I'm sure that sounds very yes. weird, but like, I'm like, okay, I use these words. Like, what do these words actually, what was the, the initial intention of these words? And going back to the basics, I feel like has really helped me to better understand myself and the meaning that I created around certain things. And so a lot of the time we're working as adults on information and meaning made around things that we learned in between zero and 10 years old and it don't fit anymore. Mm -hmm. Yep. Crazy. Yep, yep. We could have this conversation literally all day long. Uh, <laughs> first, I want to make sure that we know where to find you and support all the gems that you are constantly dropping. So where are you most active? So I am most active on my podcast. <laughs> so the link will, well, well, anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm most active on my podcast. Um, I'm also on Instagram every day, like everybody else. Um, and also medium. I like to write and I like to write a lot of, um, opinion pieces. I'm a very opinionated person. So, um, my medium profile is another, another place you can catch me. Um, also my website, I'm working on it. It's a raggedy disaster, girl. It's a raggedy disaster, but I'm you there. say that, but every time I look at anything that you put out, it's just so well curated and, and your style is wonderful. Now, I know you may not feel that way, but but I like it. Um, and so we'll make sure that you, all girl. of those links are in the show notes and that we will come over and we will subscribe and we will leave reviews and support you um, for taking the time to not only because people could be selfish and you could be on your own personal growth plan and not share. You know what I mean? And it's not that anyone could could blame you for that but for you to take not only take the time to be working on yourself but also share it's so helpful so i do want to appreciate you again for stopping by sharing some gems with us um you're always welcome i love having these raw conversations just about life and how we can collectively kind of grow and heal together so again thank you thank you thank you Thank you. What you're doing is so important and it's so valued by not only me, but so many different people from all sorts of backgrounds. So thank you for the impact and thank you for your commitment to your own growth because we're all benefiting from it. So I appreciate you, girl. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, 
you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.